This is a podcast by The Straits Times. Mr. Tharman Shamagaratnam is elected Singapore's next president after clinching 70.4% of the votes. His vote share and margin of victory over rivals Mr. Ng Kok Song and Mr. Tan Kin Lian are the largest recorded in a presidential election here. What does Mr. Tharman's landslide victory reveal about voter sentiment? Deputy News Editor Grace Ho gets to the point. Grace, how would you describe Mr. Tarman's win beyond that 70.4% figure? Well, we all know that Mr. Tarman is a popular figure and he has consistently polled anything between 70 to 75% in Zhuang GRC in past general elections. But it was never a foregone conclusion that he was going to replicate his past performance because if we look at the various political scandals that happened in the last few months, most people thought that perhaps his political background and affiliation to the ruling PAP was going to be a liability. But the result really showed that voters looked past the issues that have been plaguing the party, and they focused on Mr. Thomas' credentials. And I don't need to go into his long list of credentials here, um, but they really did think about who would best represent their country on the world stage. And if I may add, uh, although this is somewhat speculative, but it's worth looking deeper into, is how much Singaporeans, when faced with a new prime minister in waiting, um, a cabinet with relatively fresh faces that they still need to get comfortable with, Singaporeans may have felt that Mr. Dahman, uh, a well-regarded and known entity, would make a very good backstop in this increasingly difficult environment that we're living in. And meanwhile, the many endorsements that Mr. Tankilian received from opposition politicians had led many analysts to conclude that voters would see the presidential election as a proxy for the general election. But the results have shown that in spite of all the noise and bluster, Singaporeans reject political partisanship when it comes to the elected presidency. They simply did not treat the election as a referendum on a PAP government which, by the way, has been polling nationally at a lower percentage than Mr. Tarman himself. Let's talk about uh, Mr. Tarman's opponents. Uh, what are your thoughts on Mr. Ng and Mr. Tan's vote shares? About 15 and 13% respectively, this narrow margin between them. Well, I think first we have to talk about their much lower vote share relative to Mr. Tarman. I think it's a testament to the fact that campaigns are ultimately waged on the ground, in the hearts of real people, and in real physical places. And online chatter isn't always an accurate gauge. So much has been made of Mr. Ng's social media presence and large number of followers on Instagram. And in Mr. Tan's case, the huge swell of online support from opposition figures may have created the impression, ultimately a false one, of his popularity. But both Mr. Ng and Mr. Tan don't have the benefit of over two decades of pounding the streets and pressing the flesh. Um, contrast this with Mr. Dahman, who is a known entity and also a proven one. And you can see this in the testimonies of many residents whose lives he touched, particularly in his former ward of Taman Jurong, and the respect that they have for him. Um, if we looked at that massive supporter turnout that he had last night at Taman Jurong Market and Food Centre, with people packing every floor, um, you can't buy that with Facebook ad spending. Also, although there's no way to prove this empirically, that Mr. Tan's position on some issues hurt his performance at the polls 
especially when they might have been considered by some to be outdated or maybe even prejudiced. Um, for instance, he annoyed some female voters for his objectifying references on Facebook to pretty girls and slim girls. And he also made the wrong headlines for nativist comments, such as saying that Singaporeans prefer the president and the first lady to be blue-blooded Singaporeans from birth. Uh, obviously, you know, Mr. Ng's fiancée and Mr. Taman's spouse are you know, foreign-born Singaporeans, right? So it was a dig at them. But could it also have raised concerns among Singaporeans who also have foreign-born family members? Uh, not to mention comments on government policies like wanting to impose a payroll tax instead of GST, which really is a bit of an overreach of the president's role. So taken together, the question is what extent to which, you know, Mr. Tan and Mr. Ng's very close vote share was the result of a split anti-establishment vote, one that could have weighed more heavily in favour of Mr Tan had he not taken some of his more extreme positions. And of course, on the other side of the coin is Mr Ng's second place showing, which was higher than what some of us expected. Again, how much of this was due to the less extreme position taken by Mr Ng vis-a-vis -vis Mr Tan? No, I mean, Mr Ng was said by some people to be taman light. Thank you, Grace, for your insights. Mr. Tarman's inauguration will be held on September 14th at Istana. That was a podcast by The Straits Times. Send your feedback to podcast at sph.com.sg. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Google Voice Assistant and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. For more podcasts by The Straits Times, The Business Times and Money FM 89.3, you can also download the audio by SPH app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O.